Hello, awesome humans, and welcome to today's episode of the Awesome Human Podcast. I'm Natalie, your host, and I'm so grateful that you're here. As a quick reminder, we record this podcast with a live virtual audience, so you will hear me respond to comments and questions throughout. If you'd like to join our live audience, I would love it. You can go to nataliekogan.com to see the schedule of upcoming shows and to sign up. Now, before we dive into today's topic, just take a deep breath to arrive in this moment right now. This time is for you, and I hope you find this episode really valuable. Hello, awesome humans. We are live, if you're here with us live, and welcome to the Awesome Human Podcast, Awesome Human Podcast Live. We're also live on Facebook. We're everywhere. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to your Wednesday, if you're here live, whatever day it is, whenever you're watching the recording or listening. So grateful that we get to be uh, together today, and I'm really excited. We have a really, I have a really special episode um, uh, ready for you. The topic that I want to talk about is, I think, one that we all need so much, and it's about embracing imperfection. And I have some um, newish lessons that I learned about how to do that that I'm excited to share with you. I'm going to tell you why and what they are. And then in the second half of the episode, we have a surprise. A surprise guest will be joining us and will actually be interviewing me for a change. As you know, I usually have guests. Sometimes I do my own episode, but I usually have guests. So for a change, we'll have a guest who will be here about halfway through to interview me, and you'll be able to ask questions as well. Um, So as we are all gathering, uh, for those of us who are here live, uh, let's begin the way we always begin the Awesome Human Podcast and the way that I hope you begin many of your days, if not all of your days. And that is by taking a moment. And if you're listening, if you're driving and listening to the recording or as a podcast, please follow along, but please don't stop and type anything, okay? So take a moment and complete this sentence. I am an awesome human because. I am an awesome human because. And if you're here with us live, I always ask you to do this. Please put your answer in chat. You will inspire me. You will inspire hundreds of other folks who get to see your responses. And I always remind you why I ask you to do this, Um, especially since today's episode is all about embracing imperfection. We are all too good at finding things about ourselves that we don't like, that are wrong, that are imperfect, that are not enough, that are not good enough. We all do this way too much. We have to practice our inner appreciator. We have to practice recognizing our humanity, our awesomeness, our gifts, our contributions, those special things that are true about all of us. And we have to give that voice and we have to give it practice. And it's why I do what I do. It's why I do all my work. And I want to remind you and I want to encourage you to do this, not just when we gather for these podcasts, but to do this as much as possible in your life. And remember, your relationship with yourself is at the root of your relationship with others. The more you learn to recognize your humanness, your awesomeness, the more you will see that in others. And imagine the world that we create if we do that, right? All right. I always love to read a couple of your responses, especially as folks gather, although we have a quickly growing audience today. I love it. So I'm just going to read a couple of responses. I pick these absolutely at random. My skin, my screen is exploding, so I can't even follow through. And again, if you're watching this as a recording or if you're listening as a podcast, 
please take a moment and complete the sentence for yourself and maybe do it now. Maybe this is something you can start your day with. Maybe this is something you do at the end of the day. It is a really, really powerful uh, practice. All right, I'm going to read a few. I am an awesome human because I embrace change. Woohoo, go Lisa, rock on. Uh, I'm an awesome human because I really care about people around me. That's awesome, Beth. I am, an, oh, ooh, they're scrolling so fast. I am an awesome human because I'm using my lunch break to join this webinar. Yay, Vicki, because I need a boost today. Well, I hope this brings you so much boost that you need. I love that. Um, I am an awesome human because I smashed my PhD supervision just now, despite a challenging week. Can we all just cheer for Liz? Go Liz, rock star. I love it. I love the confidence in that. I'm an awesome human because I am texting daily with my friends sitting in a bomb shelter safe room in Tel Aviv. Thank you, Karen. And I do, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. If you follow me on social media, if we're connected by email, um, I hope we are in ways, um, you all know that I have family, very close family in Israel. Most of my family is in Israel. Um, when we came to the US as refugees, most of my family went to Israel. Um, we've been there many times. I have my aunt, I have my closest cousins who were like my sisters growing up. Um, it's been a really difficult time to, um, to just understand what they're going through. It's, it's um, unimaginable. So I appreciate um, a lot of the notes of support I've gotten from this amazing, awesome human community. And um, thank you for doing that, Karen. All right, I'm gonna read one more and then we'll dive in. Um, I'm an awesome human because I am exploring my creative talents and give them as gifts to others. Yeah, Diane. Yeah, that's awesome. I could spend the whole episode reading this. If you're here with us live, if you're watching the recording, I really encourage you to open chat and take a look. Um, and I, I just want you to pause just for a minute and just recognize how it feels when you acknowledge something about yourself. You know, when I um, speak and do keynotes and talks, which I do a lot, I ask my audience to do this at the beginning. I actually ask them to turn pair up, turn to another person and say, tell each other why they're an awesome human. And I always hear from people how difficult that is to do. It is difficult for us. Think about that. It is difficult for us to recognize something good within ourselves. Isn't that something that doesn't feel quite right? Isn't that something that we could all improve? So that's why we always begin this way. Um, all right, I really wanna dive in and talk about embracing imperfection before our surprise guest is here about halfway through who's gonna interview me and you will be able to ask me whatever questions you want. So why did I wanna do this episode about embracing imperfection? Well, it is inspired by, um, as many of you know, my brand new journal, the Awesome Human Journal came out last week. It's actually a week old today. And um, that's the inspiration for this episode. The entire journal, I hand wrote and illustrated the whole thing. If you're here with us live, I'm showing it to you on video. And I hope many of you have received it. I was really overwhelmed by the number of pre-orders. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But so the entire journal, I hand wrote it and I illustrated it. And I am not a professional illustrator. And it seemed like a really great idea when I suggested it to my publisher. And the reason I wanted to handwrite it and illustrate it is I wanted it to feel as close as possible as like coming from my heart into yours. And I wanted it to really feel like something that a good friend has created for you because my whole purpose for this journal is for you to become a better friend with yourself. 
and um, the journal is inspired if you have it and I'd love to hear if some of you here and us in the live audience, let me know if you have the journal and if not it's now available everywhere, I highly recommend it. But I, um, the journal is inspired by the journals that I kept as I was recovering from burnout several years ago, and so I wanted it to feel as personal and as like informal and from my heart as possible, so I suggested this to my publisher my publisher sounds true is incredibly supportive they said sure go for it and you know i'm always grateful as someone who's very creative if you're new here you're looking at all my art behind me i'm actually wearing art today this hoodie has my painting on it so i'm someone who is very creative i'm always grateful for that burst of creative inspiration which gets me to commit to things that if i thought about them i probably wouldn't do it because oh my god when i um started to do it when i actually started to draw the journal to write it out oh my goodness my inner critic went wild i mean i want to be just really honest about that i teach this stuff for a living i practice all these strategies that i offer to you all but oh my goodness my inner critic was i mean it was the loudest i've heard it in a while what are you doing? You're not a professional illustrator. This is crooked. You're not even good at this. Why? What do you think you're doing? No one's going to understand your lettering and on and on and on and on. And I have to tell you, I actually think that there's the universal purpose of me deciding to handwrite and illustrate it was for me to witness that amount of this inner criticism that I haven't in a long time. You know, I just, I was thinking before um, the episode that one particular thing. So, you know, one of the core concepts in my work um, uh, that I share with you a lot, and there's so many practices about it in the journal, is this idea that we can edit our thoughts, that you are not your brain, that you have a brain, but there is the you part, right? The you who is the wisdom or the observer, whatever you want to call it, but that we can edit our thoughts and that a huge part of your emotional fitness and your well-being and your joy is learning to not take your thoughts that your brain gives you at face value and learning how to edit them. So I wanted to really like give a brain a personality. So again, if you're here, I'm going to show you. So I wanted to draw this little brain. So here's this little brain. It's just one of the practices in the journal. It's one of my favorites. Talk back to your brain practice. So, oh my goodness, if you knew how my inner critic that brain looks stupid it's a, i mean i think i spent like a week just on this brain so i was really drowning in this doubt and self-criticism and just imperfection like perfect your writing is not perfect your drawings are not perfect this journal will not be perfect oh my god what do you, you know i just and so what did i do like what did i do because this is when i share what i want to share with you like what did i do and i will tell you what i did and it is the best thing that I know how to practice to shift out of the inner criticism, to shift out of doubt, to shift out of the place where my brain, my brain, all it wants to do is to pay attention and call my attention to you're not doing this perfectly, you're not doing this enough, you're not like this is so I want to share with you like the way that I practiced and I had to do it so much as I was working on the journal. And this is the most powerful way that I know how to shift out of that. And what I did was I asked myself, I literally went back because I keep a journal daily. So I write these things down. I actually went back before this episode and I wrote this question to myself. I, I asked myself and I really, really like this is this is the juice. This is the thing I asked myself. 
does my reader care about the perfect brain drawing in my journal? Or does my drawing this by hand help the reader feel more of my care in this journal? Another question I ask myself, does the reader of the journal, do they care by, about my illustration skills? Or do they care that the practices I am illustrating are helpful to them? And this is the magic. This is like, this is the key. If to help you shift out of the, I'm not good enough, I'm not perfect at this, the inner critic, is to shift your attention away from judging yourself and judging whatever it is you're doing and judging your creation or your work and into how does this thing I am doing, how is it helping other people that I'm sharing it with? That's it. I'm going to say it again because this is the most powerful thing and that I have learned, that I have, I've shared it a lot, but it just crystallized for me in creating this journal. And it's all about shifting away from I am not perfect, I'm not doing this perfectly, this won't work out, the inner critic, this is not good enough, and into how does what I am doing, how is it benefiting someone else? How is it going to help someone else? And this is the magic. If you're doing a presentation at work or giving a talk or you're working on a project or you're sending an email to your boss you're nervous about and you're not sure how to you know, perfectly word something, this is the question to ask. Because when we shift out of the judging ourselves and what we're doing and into what's called a pro-social mindset, into a mindset that is focused on how what we are doing helps someone else, that's the magic. Not only does it really shut up the inner critic, and I'm telling you, it just shuts it right up, but it also helps us to bring our best capacity to the work. And when I asked myself, that's why like, I jotted these notes for myself, like I remember trying to draw this little brain in the journal and I was like, not this, and oh my God, does, are people gonna think your brain is stupid, whatever. And just when I asked myself, like, does it matter if I draw a perfect brain illustration? Or does it matter that the practice I am drawing it for helps the person doing reading this journal? That's it. That's the magic. And so that to me is one of the most important practices that whenever you are getting caught up, your brain is getting caught up in. And remember, your brain has a negativity bias. It is awesome at focusing on everything that is negative, not quite perfect, not good. It is so good at that. It's naturally that way. So when you're finding yourself caught up and your brain being obsessed with some imp perceived imperfection, I should say, when your brain is telling you that what you're doing is not appearing as perfect, I really invite you to practice the shift away from judging what it is you're doing into thinking about, does this help someone else? How does it help them? How can I make this something that really benefits, that really contributes? And that's the magic. And I just, you know, a lot of you I saw in the comments have the journal and I just, you know, a, a lot of folks received it. I haven't gotten a single email from, from anyone telling me, you know what, your brain illustration in your journal is terrible. No one's emailed me about that. I've gotten dozens of emails of people who started to work through the journal and they're like, oh my God, this is so helpful. That's the thing, you know, um, uh, there's this amazing human in our community. Her name is Paula Watkins. She is um, she runs the Arizona K through 12 um, 
Leadership Academy for teachers. And I was, she invited me, I gave a keynote um, to Arizona teachers in Tucson to their leadership event this past summer. And um, uh, Paula, uh, I'll be announcing a, a few weeks, we're doing a huge special initiative to get the journal to as many teachers as possible, because I think it can really be helpful and they're so stressed out and I think we can do more to help them. So Paula, I sent her an advanced copy of the journal as we did to a few other teachers. And she sent me this two minute video with her review of it. And she said something that, you know, just kind of brought this point home to me. She said, this journal is like Natalie's love letter to you. And that's what I wanted to create. That's what I, that's why I wanted to illustrate it myself. That's why I wanted to write it by hand. And that's the thing. That's the perfection, quote unquote. It's not that if my writing is not quite perfect or my lines aren't quite straight or my brain illustration is not quite great or that whatever it is you are working on or you are sharing with the world is not judgy brain perfect. It is how does it make the other person feel? How does it help people who are on the receiving end? That's the thing. So that's the magic of the shift. However, that's not the end of the inner critic imperfection journey of the journal. Are you ready? There's more. <laughs> I thought that my battle with the inner critic was over when the journal went to press and it was published. And, you know, my publisher is incredible. This is my third book with them. If you look behind me, if you're here live, um, I, the stacks are growing. So my first book was called Happier Now. The second book with this publisher is The Awesome Human Project, which came out two years ago. And so this is my third book with this amazing publisher, Sounds True. And they're wonderful. And so before the journal goes to print or any book, it goes through different proofreaders and they're proofreaders who don't even work at the publisher. So it went through all the things and I was like, okay, it's now into the world. All right, are you ready for this? <laughs> because sometimes the universe really wants you to, do, to, to learn your own lessons. Are you ready for this? I'm going to the page. So the journals come and I get my advanced copies um, as the author. And we're in the kitchen with my husband and my daughter. And by the way, the journal, I'll show you, um, is dedicated to my husband and my daughter. The dedication page is in the front and the, the dedication is for my Mia and my Avi, AKA the best life team I could ever ask for. I love you both beyond. They really, without them, I could not have gotten through creating this. So Mia picks up, my daughter Mia picks up one of the journals from the box. And she starts flipping through it and it's like, oh my God, it came out so cool because the journal is also colorful and got, of course it has yellow in it. Uh, yeah, my favorite color. And she's flipping through it and she gets to page 146 randomly. And she looks at me and she goes, uh-oh, mama. And I go, what? She's like, there is a typo. Uh, what? She said, there is a typo. There's a letter missing. And again, I, the whole thing is handwritten. So this is my letter that's missing. And I remember, so I turned to, I take the journal from her and I turn to page four, uh, 146. And it happens to be one of the awesome human awards that I draw for you in this journal that you get to give yourself when you complete certain practices. And here it is. This award is um, for choosing to look at a difficult situation through a particular lens. And the word through is missing the H at the end. How about that? There's a typo in my journal. So what do you think happened in that moment? Oh my God. I mean, woo! 
I mean, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And I'm standing there, you know, with my daughter and my husband in the kitchen. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. How could there be a typo? You know, blah, blah, blah. you know, that, that spiral, right? You know how we get into those spirals, right? Like, oh my God, this is terrible. It's the worst thing ever. How could we miss it? How could my publisher miss it? How could I miss it? Oh my God, I made this huge mistake. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like giant cloud. And then I, I, I swear to, I swear to you, I just had this moment. I remember it so clearly. It wasn't that long ago. It was a couple of weeks ago. I just paused. And I started laughing and I, I just had this moment of this, the typo in the journal is the whole testament of what I am trying to help you with this journal. It's the whole, like, it's the whole idea that you're awesome human, that we're awesome humans. We're awesome. We have so much to give and to share. We're also human, which means we make mistakes, which means perfection is never the thing. And so, the mistake that I made, it's like a gift because now you see that I am just like you. I'm just an awesome human too. This journal has a typo and the typo, it's like this love letter to imperfection. And so for all of you who have the journal, when you get to that page, I hope it makes you smile. And again, as you're listening to this or any of you are like, oh my God, I cannot believe there's a typo in her journal. I am never going to use it. I'm never going to buy it. No, I know that's not what you're thinking. I wouldn't think of that. I found typos in books before. And I never go to a place of like, oh my God, it's a terrible book. And so I'm saying this because I, I want you to recognize that you have a choice of perspective. When you get caught up, when your brain gets you into that place of, you know, this isn't perfect about you and this isn't perfect, you have a choice. You can actually zoom out, okay? And that's what it takes. You can actually zoom out and taking the whole thing. Does the one typo in my journal obliterate the benefit and the goodness of the whole journal? No, of course it doesn't. So think about that in yourself. We, I think some of the, the imperfections that are the hardest for us to embrace are something about how we look or something about how we act or something about how we think, right? And we tend to, so our brain tends to focus on that imperfection so much it kind of becomes all. So that's the key, I think, to embracing imperfections that cannot be changed, that are just there, is to embrace it as part of the whole, but to actually see the whole, to actually zoom out and see the whole and not that let that imperfection obliterate the rest. I think that's the key. And so I love that there's a typo in my journal because it is a reminder to me, it is a reminder to all of you who are listening to this or who have the journal, that it isn't perfection that's the goal, it is the embracing of the all of you that's the goal. And yeah, next time when I'm working on my next book, which by the way, I, I'm already beginning a proposal for my next book because my, my husband and my daughter laugh at me. Every time I finish a book, I say, oh my God, I'm never writing another book, this is so hard. And they laugh at me because I just do it anyway, because I can't stop. So yeah, when I'm writing my next book, we probably will add another proofreading round. So embracing an imperfection doesn't mean you don't want to improve. If it's something that can be improved, yes, go for it. But you do it from that place of love. You do it from that place of seeing the whole of it, the whole of yourself, the whole of your work, not just focusing on that one thing that isn't quite like your brain would like it to be and letting it obliterate the goodness of all. 
And that I think is the key. Um, uh, yes, Paula. Paula is asking. We will absolutely fix it. We've already. I've already redrawn. We will fix it for the reprint. So, um, if the journal sells out the first printing, which I think it will, because it's um, so far proving something really valuable to folks, we will fix it. But I want to read a quote someone shared that I really liked. Um, hold on. This is the benefit, by the way, of joining us live because I get to read your comments and we get to interact and I get to know you a little bit. A little bit. Okay, Mallory wrote. I came across a great quote recently related to this. Don't ever think perfection is your goal because it's not. Um, yeah, by Ruth Reichel. That's a really good way to think about it. And I think it's, um, uh, I, I think that's the other thing I, you know, I wanted to mention about this. I actually this morning, hold on, let me look at my notes. I actually this morning, as I was kind of planning out what I wanted to share with you all, I went and I um, looked up the definition of perfection, not just the definition, but the etymology of the word, like where does the word come from? And I was surprised with what I found. Anyone know where the root comes from? It has obviously, you know, we're talking 15th century, it has obviously lots of different roots, but um, it, it, the root comes from the, the concept of completeness. So perfection means completeness. And I really love that because uh, I had this moment when I read that I was on my walk and I, you know, read it on my phone. I was thinking about, well, if I were complete at this moment in my life, I'm 47 years old, then what would I spend the rest of my life doing? I don't know. So imagine that like perfection means completeness. Do you really want completeness? I mean, if you are complete at this point in your life as a human being, then what's the point of the rest of it? Isn't life about expansion and about growing more into the fullest expression of yourself? That's what I think life is about. And if that's what life is about, then if you are complete in this moment, then you're done. And well, that sucks. So I also wanted to kind of bring that into the conversation about embracing imperfection. Thinking of perfection as something that is complete. Well, I don't want to be complete. I am not complete. I enjoy not being complete. I hope you enjoy the aliveness, the process of living, which is not about being complete. And that's part of embracing imperfection. Again, it's not about, you know, if there's something about yourself or about your work or about something you do or the way you think that you want to improve, go for it. That's a fantastic. But do it from that place of I call it love from that place of fully embracing all of yourself. So not just like this thing about me is so awful. I hate this thing. It is so annoying. But instead, like I am this whole being. There are so many wonderful and great things here. And this one thing I'd like to improve. And I actually have, <clears throat> I'm going to take a sip of water. I'm so passionate about this. I'm getting all um dry throat but i actually one of that i wanted to tell you one of the uh practices and exercises i have for you in the journal for those of you who have it it is on page 85 it's one of your creativity breaks so the journal has daily practices and all kinds of emotional fitness practices to help you struggle less and get to know yourself better and edit your thoughts and it also has all kinds of challenges and creativity breaks and so on page 85, your creativity break is actually to write a love letter to your imperfection. It's one of my favorite things that I created for you. So you're actually writing a gratitude note 
to one of your imperfections. And in case you don't have the journal yet, I just want to tell you what it is, because this is I would love for all of you to do this. Anyone who's listening, I'd love for you to do this today. Pick something about you that your inner critic loves to criticize. Actually, if you're a brave human being who is here with us, would you put in chat, what is something about you that your inner critic loves to criticize? So pick that, maybe it's a body part, maybe it's a habit, anything. And then think about why you might actually be grateful for this imperfection. So just like I talked about being grateful for the typo in the journal, so think about how, why might you actually be grateful for this imperfection? Look at this imperfection with a kind eyes as if it were valuable and loved. And now write a note of imperfection, a note of gratitude to your imperfection. And again, if you have the journal, this is pages 84 and 85, and I actually give you a template for your gratitude note. Every practice in the journal I've obviously done um, uh, many, many times um, myself, and I have to tell you, this is one of my favorites. Um, I want to read a couple things that brave, awesome humans are sharing in chat that um, your inner critic loves to criticize. What an amazing community. Um, my weight, procrastinating. I'm not good at remembering names. My at times impatience. Um, ooh, hold on. Wanting to be perfect. My need for reassurance. Don't know enough. Talking too much. Can we all relate to these? I'm nodding. I'm nodding as I'm reading. And you know, body language says more than our words. Can we all relate to these? Yes. But I don't have to know any of you. I, I don't I don't know most of you. And I don't have to know any of you to know that if I met, let's just, uh, uh, I'm just going to uh, pick one. Caroline says my need for reassurance. If I met Caroline tomorrow, there would not be a single moment in our interaction. I'd be like, you know what? Uh, Caroline, I mean, she just needs too much reassurance. No, because my brain wouldn't have that inner critic lens. I would appreciate something about Caroline, her humanness, her sense of humor, her being, I don't know. So think about that. And I really like, thank you so much for your bravery and your courage and sharing. I really appreciate it. But I really want you all take this, you know, every uh, podcast, I give you homework. And so your homework today is to write a note of gratitude to one of your perceived imperfections to really practice take a moment and see it through the lens of love through the lens of wow this is actually something i appreciate and write say you know in the template in the journal if you have it or if you want to uh, order a journal wait until you have it to do it it's dear imperfection you actually like write it as a letter um uh, i want to tell you you know i usually spend a lot of time criticizing but let me actually tell you some things i appreciate about you and it is so powerful and just remember what we talked about perfection means completeness it is not something that we want to experience at this moment in our lives because we're all growing and expanding beings and again allow yourself to zoom out to have this lens that zooms out whether you're looking at your creation or yourself don't let that perceived imperfection obliterate all of the other goodness and valuable parts of you and then you can look at that perfection through that lens of appreciation i promise you it's going to change something in you in your relationship with yourself like i talked to you about finding a typo in my journal and realizing like this huge lesson it was teaching me all right okay uh our surprise guest is here um this is so fun you all and i love it i love all the notes and chat also i just want to tell you that it's um i wish 
I wish we had always had more time. Um, and I would, uh, I would, I'd love to read some of your notes, but I really appreciate how this is landing um, and for a lot of you. And um, I think it's, uh, it's a powerful practice to really get really honest with yourself about things that your brain finds imperfect and then actually challenge yourself to see them through that lens of gratitude. All right, our special guest is here. If I could get our special guest to turn the camera on. Um, and you all, this is a fun treat because the special guest is my husband, Avi. Hello, Avi. That's our special guest today, you all. My husband, Avi, who is uh, my greatest partner in all things. We've been together for 27 years. They're just surreal. And as I read to you all at the beginning, the journal is dedicated to Avi and to my daughter Mia, to our daughter Mia. I'd have Mia here too, but she's in college and in class and doing important things. But I thought it would be a really fun opportunity to invite Avi to meet all of you, first of all, and for Avi to interview me. And if you have questions you want Avi to ask, you can just put them into Q&A at the bottom or you can put it in chat. Thank you for such a great welcome. I will stop talking now. Hi, Avi. Hi, Natalie. Can can I do it? Can I can I do it? Hello, awesome humans. <laughs> yes, you can. You're on the Awesome Human Podcast. Of course you can. Are we just Wonderful. the most cheesy, adorable people ever, you guys? Like I really <laughs> think we are right now. <laughs> I I think so. Thank you. Oh, we and embrace thank you. It. Welcome. Hey, Andy. We embrace it. We embrace it. Yes, thank you, everyone, indeed. for your enthusiasm. We embrace the cheesiness. All right, Avi, over to you. You're here to interview me. And again, everyone, if you have questions you want to ask, put them put in chat them or in. put them into Q&A or Avi has his own questions. <laughs> yeah, I so I do one. have I do have a few of my own questions. And I asked Natalie this morning, do you want me to prepare and share them with you? She said, no, make it a surprise. So this is a full on surprise interview. Please do share any questions you have as we're going to pile on. But I'll, I'll start off, we'll, we'll focus first on the Awesome Human Journal, of course. Uh, how was the journal different from some of your other books that you've written? Well, thank you, Avi, for such a great question. All right, we, I was gonna say we'll stop being super cheesy, but we actually won't. This is how we are in real life. Um, so uh, uh, before you join, I was sharing a little bit with our awesome humans about um, just the process. And we're talking about embracing imperfection and how I had to handwrite it and illustrate. Not I had to, I decided to. And that was, as you know, incredibly difficult and challenging and overwhelming but i think in other ways and i i think um uh this is uh the question that you're uh going for is uh or the answer that i think will be interesting is that you know my work is really i try to offer really tangible ways to practice that's my jam that's what i really care about i'm not inventing anything just like many other authors i'm just passing on truth that i know but what I really care about is not just giving you concept or ideas or mindset shifts. I really want you to practice, to take the things I teach you and like put them into action. And poor Avi knows this because I make him practice all the time. Avi is my best student, but he can't help it because I won't shut up. And so I wanted to create this journal. This journal, a lot of people have gotten it. Um, they refer to it as a workbook. 
and it is one way to think about it. So I kind of wanted my shorthand answer is I wanted to make it impossible for you to not practice. So I wanted to create something where the only thing you could do is practice. So yes, you can kind of flip through and read it, but not really, you're not going to get much out of it. And so that was kind of the motivation and the inspiration for creating something very, very different. And so oh my God, there's questions coming in so many. This is so great, Avi. You guys so are amazing. Wait. Can you open what Q and A? Oh, there it is. Sorry. Okay. Um, I'm 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 not a Zoom guy. Okay. So great. So so let's pull from some of those. Um, no, I'm gonna I'll come to those after. Let's let's we'll go a little bit more on the journal. So as you think about so you wrote multiple books before this one. This is your first workbook. Uh, therefore, what was the most challenging part? Uh, you talked about, I may have missed, but we talked about the process. Mm. But as I observed you and the for, forgetting the tactics of illustrating it, mm -hmm. but the creative process itself seemed to me in observing it fundamentally different from writing, say, a narrative book. And I would love to, I mean, personally, I would love to learn that. I've actually never asked you that question. And mm. I'm sure folks would love to understand it. I think it is a great question. And when I answer it, you're going to answer a question that Paula put in chat, which I love. I still want to interview Avi on how it really looks from his perspective. So I think I'll answer this question. And then I think it'll be good for you to share what it looks like kind of seeing me create from your perspective, because you're you've been you've been watching me do it for 27 years. So the, the, the hard part about this, and I think this is what you're referring to was, and I went, just so you all know, Avi saw me, like I, before I even got to my iPad, I use this program Procreate, in case anyone here wants to know to really draw this on the iPad. But before I got to my iPad, I filled probably 10 large um, blank books with just like, how do I wanna present this? And the really hard part was, how do I take a concept and with very few words, make it so visceral and so um, clear to you when I'm not there to explain it, right? Because when I teach and when I speak, I mean, I, you know, that's very natural to me on stage. If you've heard me speak, I'll explain a concept. I'll give you a practice. I'll give you tips to do it. I, I can't do that in a journal. So the really hard part was to take ideas and concepts and present them visually. Not just then, I don't mean the tactic of drawing it. I mean, like, how do you present the idea of edit your thoughts as a visual thing? Or how do I present the idea of finding your motivation when you don't feel motivated? How do I present it as a visual thing? And that was really hard. And, you know, um, I think this is because I know we have so many folks in the community who create things and it's anything from drawing to writing to, you know, music, whatever it is. And I want to just share something that I learned, and this was actually a lesson I relearned. Um, I, I didn't know to do it, so I just tried a bunch of different things, most of which did not work out. And that's the point. Um, there's one of my favorite things, um, this concept about when you're doing something creative is instead of trying to do something perfect, aha, uh -huh, this fits with our theme, embracing imperfection. Instead of trying to do something perfect, just try a lot of different things volume is really important quantity is really important just make stuff eventually it'll come 
And my favorite little story, um, I think I read it in a book called Of Art and Fear, which Avi knows is kind of one of my absolute favorite books, because it's really about facing fears in life. There's a story in there about a ceramics professor, and he had this class, and he divided into two, and he said to one half of the class, I want you to try to make the most perfect pot you've ever made. And to the other half of the class, he said, I just want you to make as many pots as you can in the next six hours. And then when they looked at the pots that they made, actually the most beautiful pots were in the group that just made a lot. And so I'm sharing this because that's also when you're creating something, which is often when we get stuck and trying to do the perfect thing, that's not the way. The way is to just do a lot of different things. And as you do a lot of different things, you get out of your own way. You're actually more connected to what I call the quantum creative field, but also you're learning. Like, I think I drew that just for all of you who have the journal, for all of you yeah. who I hope are buying it now because you really want to dive in, is when you get to the, there's this practice of editing your thoughts. Like, I think that itself took me like a whole blank book of how do I present this? But then I have it now and I think it's really clear. So that's um, my answer. But I think Avi would be great. And Paula asked this. I would love for you is what does it look like um, from your perspective? And then I think there's another great follow-up crystal uh, question from Crystal. And yeah, it's my podcast. I get to change the rules and ask you questions. Um, what is one of the biggest shifts and improvements you've seen in Natalie? And, um, you know, how, how did we handle this journey that, you know, um, that I've been on? So maybe you can answer those two. Like, what's it like watching this, you know, from your perspective, watching not just my work, but, you know, I share my journey really openly. Um, I think folks would like to hear your perspective. You know, do you notice how she just did that? I was supposed to be the interviewer and now she flipped it around. It's fine. I'm just uh, so honoring the like? audience, Avi. I'm honoring the audience. That's all. Of course. Should, I should have known this was going to happen. So what does it look like uh, right now? Literally, uh, it it's colorful, right? It wasn't always colorful. Uh, in fact, it was used to be many shades of gray with some sunshine peeking in um as as natalie said we've known each other for so long i mean i i was i was mia's age when we met i was 19 and change and so we say many lifetimes it has indeed been many lifetimes to watch and so right then there's there's many facets of course of our relationship I try to be a student. I try to be a supporter, a, a, a source of inspiration at times. Uh, and also, in many times, I'm, I'm an observer. And so like, so from my perspective, I, I like the, the now they're talking about creating and, and just creating in volume. You have no idea. We have canvases strewn everywhere her paintings as you might imagine around the house pillows with her art on it as you see her everywhere and this is just the this is just the smallest example of her creative explosion everywhere but Avi, and I you, just, i'm interrupting yeah. you because Please. i don't think folks have context you know you talked about that it wasn't always like that so i i want you to feel free to be really honest because i think this community really um, that's how I am. Uh, everybody knows that about seven years ago, I went through a really rough period, but you know, um, so, and I, things have changed between us and our lives and our home. And so I think kind of from your perspective, some of that 
would be valuable? So I started by saying it's colorful and it is probably the best way to think about it. If I'm, if, if I'm very honest, uh, especially right seven, eight years ago was gray and now we live in color. And uh, be before then, it's almost like we didn't really know ourselves or each other. And we have emerged into the light, if you will, and can now see in color. We live in color individually and collectively. Of course, always painting our own paintings, but together in ways that certainly I, I could not have imagined 10 years ago. Uh, didn't have didn't have the language for it. Didn't neither of us had the understanding of of of, of what it what it could even mean because we were individually and collectively, in some sense, trapped in in the grayscale. And uh, well, so can and, I ask you yeah. because I think this is like maybe the biggest gift that we can give in this brief conversation, and that's you know, as you know, I've been talking about just trying to give a gift in every interaction, uh, because this to me is also you know, you all hear me say all the time, you can't give what you don't have, and I tell you all all the time that when you finally like embrace yourself and love yourself and take care of yourself, everything gets better, and I think like Avi and I are the example because Avi would you know, the change happen or the unleashing of the love and color happen after a really awful time. And after I actually, for better or worse, I was the catalyst and I, you know, started, you've talked about this for the first time in my life to actually appreciate myself. So I think if you talk about that a little bit, I think it'll, everyone can walk away with this, you know, firsthand knowledge of, that's the gift of me finally embracing myself is the gift of all of this. That's right. Uh, and I, whenever anyone asks me, it, it all starts from a place of self-love. Hmm. That is, that, that is the center. And of course, many, you, you, you hear that phrase and you can misinterpret it, but really, if you don't, as Natalie's saying, if you don't love yourself and appreciate yourself, you you cannot give that to others. And as much as I, I would say, I had a fairly normal childhood, uh, grew up in one place, stable stable family. Natalie's childhood and and coming to this country was very very challenging, especially when she arrived and had all of this car this this burden that she's carried with her in some way that she's begun to figure out how to appreciate but mostly to figure out her own version of honoring her her past and her history and really allowing herself to blossom and and still and somebody posted this you know how how do you support when when Natalie has self doubt Still, we were walking the other day. She's like, well, I'm not sure about this thing. And I think one of the most powerful things that I have come to is to have a vision for her that she can't yet see. I have 
I have belief and faith in her. And I think I did even before I could really articulate it that before and before I could really express it. But even now I say to her that I like just you just keep going that you 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 are going you are now just on this most beautiful, incredible path that everybody who comes into contact with her benefits from. And I, 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 I try to be a student. I try to apply so much of what I learn, but that is almost a side point. It is, it is to, it, to fuel her to, to stay on this path in a way that she can feel supported uh, because it is really freaking hard. At, and that's one of my questions. Do you still feel anxious putting your work out in the world? every day creating and putting out energy and and content and thoughts for the universe um scary most of us don't do that and we often don't recognize the vulnerability and the frailty that comes with that uh and so i i almost have recognized my own role uh one that i am proud and honored and and happy to play uh as I've recognized the beauty that can that can emerge. So it is and and the other thing I used to think, oh, the world we sort of reached this plateau of of stability and uh you know and you 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 re you you reach a place and then you can uh and it's almost what, what Natalie says about acceptance. Acceptance is not the the end, it's the beginning. And you, we've reached this mutual sense of acceptance with each other, but that's just the beginning. You're, we're constantly evolving individually, collectively together. And to be able to rotate the lens, to appreciate the beauty of that, rather than in some way to critique it or, or judge it and to have that awareness to see that we're judging allows us to stay on a path that is so much more fulfilling. I think Avi, everyone's crying. I think someone wrote they're crying. So I'm crying, but on the inside. So you all see how lucky I am. Um, and, uh, you know, the um, first, I just want a quick answer because Deborah put this in chat. Why is Natalie so colorful? Her space and Avi's is an Avi's at the office and I'm at home. <laughs> Our Avi's office at home is as colorful, <laughs> if not more. Avi's at the office today. He's in a conference room. So that's why Avi's office at home. Believe me, <laughs> there's not a place in our house that isn't colorful. <laughs> True um, story. But I think, you know, the, and, uh, 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 I love that everyone wants us to co-author a book and do a podcast. Yeah, this is the beginning. I told Avi, this is the beginning. Um, Avi and I had a publishing company years ago. Um, so I've always, you know, it's interesting. Avi talked about life used to be more gray. It was, but I've always been creating things and starting companies. And so when we were like, I don't know, 24, well, I'm two years older. I'm, I'm the wise one, you know, obviously, whatever. Um, Avi keeps me young. We're a few years out of college. I got this idea to start a publishing company um, called Student. Uh, we published a series of books called Students Helping Students. We should do a whole podcast about that. They actually began, they became pretty successful. We're in the New York Times. We did it as a second job. So um, yeah, we always, uh, and I said to Avi the other day, it's time to bring the Natavi together. So our nickname for ourselves is Natavi because our company was called Natavi Guides, get it? 
Natalie, Avi, we're so cheesy, it's like impossible. So it's time to bring Natavi back together and uh, collaborate on something. But um, I think that, you know, I think you answered a lot of questions, Avi, but I, I just wanna say that it is still really hard to create, no matter how many times I've done it, it's hard, Avi knows this. And, you know, Avi, feel free, you can, ask me or talk about like sometimes it gets ugly sometimes if a book is not going right or a journal is not right or a painting is not going right i am i'm a, I'm a freaking mess i'm not graceful i'm not pretty i start snapping at avi i it's not his but it's just like ah! and so it's a gift to you know for his understanding that this is kind of part of my just creative process i'm very grateful for but also just to say that having gone through this journey after I burnt out of becoming a lot more self-aware and embracing myself. I also recognize when I'm doing that. So, you know, I'll come into the kitchen and Avi and me will be there and I'd be like, oh my God, hate everything right now, hate everything. Journal is awful, everything's awful. Every and just that's where I am, you guys. Like, And I obviously don't hate everything, but I think one of the cool things as you get to know yourself more and appreciate yourself more, and that's again, the whole point of the journal is you can communicate that from inside kind of before. Um, all right, let's take a few more questions, Avi, because I think this is- and I'll just say one more thing about that. By the way, you stole a whole thing I had about students helping students. So, you know, not not a surprise, but we'll, we'll save that for the next. Together. Okay. No, no, I had a question about that on my list and you started talking about it. So anyway, but I will just say, I as you're talking, there's this notion of like, when you dance, when two people are dancing, right? And this is this is the, the vision I had in my mind, right? And I, I would say I've been blessed generally with a sense of patience. And I would say that's one of my uh, positive characteristics. But exactly what Natalie was saying, when she was unable to articulate herself openly, my patience, was very thin and and we and so the dance we were doing and the, it's like the seasons we went through were darker because and you call it communication whatever but like the dance of natavi was fractured right it, we we weren't flowing and you and you all know it in any relationships that you have even even friendships there you you feel when the when the energy between you is stronger and it's flowing you feel when you're connected you don't even need to mm -hmm. say words and it's almost like there was the before and the, and now there's the after and and now we're dancing and before we were just trying to somehow make it through so That's that was, so poetic, I'll... Avi. I haven't heard Avi talk. See, I should invite Avi. Avi and I should do a dedicated episode, don't you all think? Now I'm realizing we should have a whole episode. <laughs> no, I think we should do an episode about like how you know a relationship evolves and how the real importance of loving yourself and getting to know yourself to have a productive, positive relationship. Um, I want to say something to all before we run out of time. We'll definitely do a few more questions, but I just put it in chat. I meant to mention, um, I am kicking off, as many of you know from my email, um, I'm going to do a 21-day awesome human journaling challenge. It begins next Sunday. 
It's completely free. It's my gift to you to celebrate the publication of my journal. You don't need the awesome human journal to do it, but it would you would get the most out of it if you had it. You still have time to get it. It's 21 days. I'm going to help you create a daily awesome journaling habit. It was absolutely part of my healing. It's something I do every day. Again, it's totally free. There's no strings attached. Every day you'll get a super short email with a prompt or a suggestion. There's going to be some art surprises. So I just don't want to forget to mention that. The link is in chat to sign up. It's also going to be in the show notes and your recording email. Okay, Avi, one more question maybe for me? Sure. So maybe the last one is what if there's one thing that you wanted to leave the reader with the or the doer of the journal, what would that be? Um, you know, it's a big question, but I actually think it's really simple. I think that the the thing that I want to leave people with is the same thing that you and I just talked about is the same thing that I begin with. And that is that um, when you become a better friend to yourself, and that's very simple, when you treat yourself with compassion and kindness and love and care, just like you treat people you love, everything in your life gets better your life gets better you feel better you are more resilient you're able to handle whatever comes your way but everything gets better every relationship you're in gets better those people get better the people they interact with get better your work gets better everything gets better but it ha it's 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 about becoming a better friend with yourself and that's my raison d'etre that's why i get up every day to help you do that that's that is what i did for myself i didn't think that's what i was doing when i started the very uncertain journey of trying to find a different way to live seven years ago. I had no idea that's what I would say. I, I first thought I should run away to Nepal and like meditate for the next 20 years and escape my life and run away from Avi and me and everybody else. But I didn't and eventually that's what I did. I became a loving friend to myself and everything in my life has gotten better to use Avi's word. We just live in full color now. And it's not just Avi, if Mia was here, if you see, have you seen the journal trailer? If you go to my website, go to the journal page, you'll see a video, it's a two and a half video trailer for the journal. Mia is part of it. You'll see what Mia has to say about my change, what it's done for her, my work, my art, the world, everything gets better if you become a better friend with yourself. That's it, that's the answer. That's the magic. We're all looking, you know, it's like, I was thinking about this the other day, I don't know what I was thinking about, but you know, we're all kind of looking for the secret to the good life. That's the secret to the good life. and. You know, it's easy to, again, I used to, and obvious heard me say this bajillion times, like, oh, it feels really selfish to do something I love or take time to paint or, blah, 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 or buy clothes I like, whatever, or treat myself nicely. Because we live in this world that I think tells us like, that's wrong. You should just focus all your attention on others. So what are you focusing on others if you are on empty? If you are all gray inside, what is it that you're focusing on others? Your best efforts are never going to be enough if you have that grayness, that emptiness inside. That's what I had. And so to me, like becoming a better friend with yourself is the least selfish thing you can do. I think it's just your ultimate responsibility to everyone you love. And I'll tell you, like obvious here, he, he is my witness to this. Anytime I get into that headspace of like, I, I don't want to do this for myself, whatever, like the thing that gets me out of it is I will be a shitty wife and I'll be a shitty mom and I'll be shitty at what I do if I don't do that because I know that. 
And so that's, that's the thing. And thank you all for coming to my TED talk about that, but that is maybe the most important thing from this episode about embracing imperfection is when you become a better friend with yourself and good friends never criticize each other. They never sit there and go like, oh my God, that wrinkle on your forehead is so ugly. I can't look at you. Have you ever done that to a good friend? No, no one does that. But when you do that with yourself, you are literally like raining love and abundance and joy on everyone around you, but it has to begin there. So um, that is a wonderful last question, Ali. And I will just punctuate it. I've been to many of Natalie's talks and she often says the way you treat others is rooted in how you treat yourself. And every time she has said that on stage, she repeats it because you can almost feel the audience say, wait, what? And it becomes this collective moment of awareness. And we're like, oh my goodness, that's right. And it, it challenges, uh, constant struggle is optional, right? Uh, the struggle is within and the ability to bring yourself is rooted in how you treat yourself. And it, it, all, it all stems from that. Avi, as someone in chat said, you're a jewel. I agree. Who said that? Krista said that Avi is a jewel. Avi is my jewel. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Awesome humans. Thank you. Awesome humans for being here. Thank you for allowing me and Avi to share some of our beingness with all of you. And thank you for making time to talk about embracing imperfection. And I hope that you're taking something really meaningful away from this episode, whether you're here live or you're watching the recording or listening. And I hope that thing that you're taking away, because it, it is the key of also embracing imperfection, is to become a better friend with yourself. And that's the, that's the ultimate gift that you can give to anyone in your life. Again, remember to sign up for the 21-day journaling challenge. Um, the link is in chat. It's going to be in your follow-up uh, recording email and the show notes. It's going to be awesome. Journaling is an amazing way that I maintain my friendship with myself. It's why I created this journal for all of you. Thank you all. Thank you, Avi. We need to do some colorful things in your office, obviously, <laughs> next time we chat. Thank you, awesome humans. Thank you for um, waiting for Avi's book for supportive husbands, said Paula. Rock on. Exactly right. Someone actually said before they love Avi's movie, movie reviews. Yes. Avi writes an awesome blog, which I'm going to get him to do as a sub stack, but go on Instagram. It's movies with Avi. It's awesome. We love movies. That'll be a whole separate episode. Thank you, Avi. I love you. Thank you all. I love you all. Love you. I'll see you in a few weeks. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone. All right, awesome humans. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Awesome Human Podcast. And I would love to know what resonated. What questions do you have? What are you excited to practice? So send us an email to team at happier.com. And please rest assured, if you send an email that you'd love for me to read, I will always get it in my inbox. My team will send it to me. Let's stay in touch so you can keep practicing skills to help you struggle less and thrive more in work and life. The best way to do it is to go to happier.com and subscribe to my weekly newsletter. I promise you, I would never send you spam. It's just more practices, skills, and stories to help you embrace your inner awesome human. I can't wait to see you next week.